Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. And a shout out to Mourn Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. Greg Champion still to come on the show. Uh, we also have Captain's Call, Elephant in the Room, and a lot of your text messages coming through. One said uh, on our text line, 0427-154-166, the new Crow's Top should be a Wiggles skivvy. Mm, Not too bad. Bold colours. Dracos saying, enjoy your break, appreciated my prizes. Well, we appreciate you getting involved on the show. And there was another one saying, nice work from Man United, coughing up another two-goal lead in a Champions League match. So just to keep you up to date with what's going on, in the Champions League. A couple of games have just started, Bix, and a few just finishing. So um, PSV have defeated Sevilla 3-2. Man United, as that text suggested, have drawn with Galatasaray 3-0. The games which have just commenced now, um, Bayern Munich playing Copenhagen. This is what we spoke to Mark Bosnich a couple of weeks ago about this. So this is Nestorius Club, the ice cream place. Sounds like, yeah, exactly. It sounds like you're walking through a supermarket. And I am. The, gal- gonna, the Galleria and the yeah, uh, just, Copenhagen. Uh, it's a warm day today. I'm going to buy some Copenhagen ice cream. <laughs> um, Real Madrid and Napoli have just started, as has uh, Arsenal so and Inter. So um, there's a lot of games happening. We will keep you up to date across the morning on that one. Uh, now, let's get into our sports update. Krona Crane to DMAG shaping next generation material handling. What have you got for us, Mark Bickley? Okay, let's start with some netball. Players have rejected Netball Australia's latest pay offer with former great Liz Ellis, fearing the relationship between the warring parties may not be salvageable. The sports governing body and the Australian Netball Players Association are set to meet on Friday in Melbourne to try and hammer out an end to the bitter saga which has left players unpaid for the past two months. Netball Australia has hoped to reach a deal on Wednesday with a new offer that included an 11% pay rise backdated to October 1, the day after the last collective bargaining agreement ended while the groups continue to work on details of the arrangement. So... 11%. What's, I'm just trying to work out. So let's just say a netball has paid 80 grand. So it's just over an eight grand pay rise. Yeah. I think it's, there's a more fundamental uh, discussion here. The netballers want to move to a profit sharing arrangement. Yeah. So if the pie is pick a number. Uh, As pick, most of the other yeah, major sports are. Let's use a round number. $10 million they want to share, which is 20% of that, and then split it up. 
And and the way that works is then it's there's an incentive for the players to promote the game because if the pie then grows to twenty million, then they get a greater share of the pie. So, like you said, most um, sporting associations around the world use that, and I'm staggered that they haven't tried to move to that model. The initial uh, discussions I heard Catherine Harvey, uh, who represents the players on this, the Players Association. They weren't asking for an exorbitant amount. I think it was something like 19%. When yeah. you compare that, the NBA is well over 30. The AFL is around 29 to 30. So it sounded like they were sort of, you know, being rather modest in their um, their askings. So, yeah, interested why it hasn't happened. So we'll, we'll continue to well, follow that. It better sort itself out really soon because before we know it, the Super Netball season will start. There's a new team in the competition. And mm. um, what happened over the weekend was it was embarrassing. Mm. If you yeah. think that the Diamonds, who are World Cup champions, who are one of the strongest international sporting teams, let alone netball teams, mm. and the players who want to have a pathway to play for the Diamonds, it's just messy. And it's well, been messy for 12 it months. It has. There's just been a lack, once again, I'll say this, from the outside looking in, it looks like there's a lack of attention to detail. The communication doesn't seem to be right. You know, you talk about Liz Ellis, who the medal's named after her. She didn't get an invite to the awards night until the day of the RSVPs, and she had something else on. The the sponsorship <clears throat> debacle with um, <clears throat> uh, Gina Reinhart, and that was really when you when you looked behind the initial sort of uh, scenes of what happened. That was really a communication thing. People not knowing what the other party was trying to do or trying to say. So. It all just speaks to the ability to be able to sort of run a tight ship and and make sure you're doing all the little things really well. Sorry, I I went a bit sidetracked because it's the first time I've seen something really dodgy happen outside Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, not a reflection of um, Lumo SA. You weren't even listening to what I was saying. No, I was, but I was watching a guy beat the crap out of that bench out there and you can see it's broken. (laughs) A bit of vandalism just The guy walked past and he looked at the bench and said, hi-ya. And, um, yeah, well, the bench has come off second best. Jackie Chanda, did he? <laughs> what else you got with your sports update? I'm a little bit distracted now. Oh, Raul Dravid will stay on as India head coach as um, or following an extension of his contract, which expired, <clears throat> excuse me, with the 50-over uh, World Cup earlier this month. So the Board of Control for Cricket in India did not reveal the duration of the extension, but it is likely to cover the T20 World Cup in the West Indies and the United States in June. Now, that is a heavily scrutinised position, I would suggest, coaching India. Uh, and after they didn't win that World Cup, there may have been a suggestion that he could have been under pressure, but they've decided to back him in, which I think is fair, considering they did everything right except get the job done in the last game. Our sports update is alongside Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next-generation material handling for a smarter, safer and better world. Uh, there was one uh, another update which is a little bit closer to home. Three-time Olympian uh, Juliet Haslam has resigned as Port Adelaide's women's football boss due to some personal reasons. So um, article in today's paper just saying she's been dealing with some health health issues during her time with the club, which has been very difficult. So we wish Juliet all the best. Um, I wanted to just briefly in the sports update before we get into footy talk about Josh Giddy. I haven't really known what to say about Josh Giddy over mm. the past couple of days because it's been – Really, really sensitive, and there's so much unknown. You may have heard or seen over the past 24 hours one of um, 
American sports biggest commentator Stephen A. Smith give his opinion. Y'all getting on my last damn nerves. Could you try to be responsible? This man, Josh Giddy, is currently being investigated by the National Basketball Association, the NBA. He's 21. We don't know how old she is. We don't know anything. We know there's an investigation going on. You know why Stephen A. hasn't said anything? Because you could get sued, idiots. You don't just go out there running your damn mouth. But this clamoring to comment about something, no definitive facts, you can't do it. And I agree with him. It's mm. it's hard to comment on anything without facts, but that doesn't stop opposition fans booing him like that happened in the, the game that they played against Minnesota. Um, but now it appears that uh, police in California mm, yeah. are looking into it. So if police are looking into it, um, they they must see some seriousness or they're just doing their due diligence and having a look at the allegations. Well, basically what it says, they're, um, they're looking into whether a crime has occurred. So they're, they're actually now doing some investigation to see if there's anything to investigate. And it's really hard to say what you think is going to happen because there's so much unknown from both parties. Mm. He's still playing. And that's, that's a show of faith from the Oklahoma coaching staff and the organization to say innocent until proven guilty. We just don't know. Well, you don't. And you don't know the circumstances. Um, and there's conflicting reports. There's reports that there's other photos that were taken with uh, Josh and the, the said um, other person in the photo that were in a nightclub. So that would suggest that if you're in a nightclub that you know, maybe there was an assumption made around age because that's what the the whole issue here is around age, isn't it? Yeah. And and um. And it also doesn't matter what happens from here. His image is going to be tarnished for, from those people that don't matter. Like from the the commentary on social media where it's basically fake accounts just saying things for the sake of it. But it's a mm. it's a really challenging time that both parties would be going through. Well, it is, and yeah, I'm I'm always sort of hesitant and you just wait, wait, let's wait until we get some facts. Let's wait until we get some official discussion, whether it's the California police who are now yeah. probing to see if a crime's been committed. If they come out tomorrow and say, we've investigated it, there's no crime that's been committed, please move on. I think this will go away very quickly. But if they come out and say there is something that um, has occurred that is not within the law, then it's going to blow up pretty big. Breakfast powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter shaping and building Australia together. Do you want to move on to some footy news, Bix? Because over in the West, uh, a leadership change at the Eagles. Yeah, West Coast have appointed co-captains for the second time in the AFL's, uh, AFL club history with Oscar Allen and Liam Duggan named as joint successors to Luke Shuey. Now, the duo's selection was ratified by the club's board this week. It is the first time since 2001 when Dean Kemp and Ben Cousins were joint leaders that the Eagles have gone with co-captains. Now, these guys must be standout candidates because we are very early on in the campaign and generally this isn't sort of reconciled until later on where you get an opportunity. There might be four or five candidates. They get an opportunity during pre-season to show what they can do and, and how they go about it, what their leadership looks like. So for them to come out so early and say, no, these are our two guys. It sort of speaks of where they're at. They've got a lot of young players. Mm. <clears throat> they want these these two guys, Oscar Allen and Liam Duggan, to take charge, I'd suspect, and, and lead from the front. So they've appointed them early. So um, congratulations to those two clubs being an AFL 
captain is a, a huge honour, no matter which club you're at. Uh, let's have a listen to David King talking yesterday about the points system. And I think this will be the most important change to the game in terms of your ability to create a list that has the potential to win a premiership quickly. You know, we, we, we're sort of just seeing the start of it with Brisbane, with Ashcroft and Fletcher. You know, the dogs with Darcy and Jamara. So we're sort of seeing what it can do quickly to lists. I think that people are snoozing on this a little bit. Oh, there'll be alterations, mate. Don't, don't just think there'll be nice, subtle alterations. This is something that's going to really change the ability for your club to rise quickly via father-son academy selections. Mm, so David King there giving his opinion there. Look, I wonder whether we are just – this is a knee-jerk reaction – because this has been going on. Like, let's look at Geelong when they had in their, their breakthrough 2007 premiership side. They had the two Ablets. They had um, Matthew Scarlett. You know, Ablett and Scarlett, two of the greatest players, this is Gary Ablett Jr. Uh, and Matthew Scarlett, two of the greatest players in sort of the modern AFL game. So was anyone jumping up and down then when it allowed Geelong to sort of break through, you know, Tom Hawkins is another one who is a father son. So Geelong have benefited greatly. You've got Collingwood with the Dacos brothers, which is helping them set up. And and it's only now when the Gold Coast Suns, you know, get a, a once in a, you know, how long have the Gold Coast Suns been in over, over a decade and they have one year where they get, a number of first-round picks, and all of a sudden it's broken. Let's remember the Gold Coast Suns have never played in the finals. It feels like, and I have a lot of enjoyment saying this, there's a few clubs in Victoria. Malcolm? Suki, suki, la, la. (laughs) Anyway, Brisbane Lions Chief Executive Greg Swan, he weighed in. He urged the AFL to resist pestering from whinging Victorian clubs about the talent academies labelling Gold Coast draft bounty as freakish, the AFL is facing increased pressure from several clubs to overhaul the academy system after the Suns were the big winners in last week's national draft. So what, what, they, what the Victorian clubs forget is that 80% of, well, not 80, probably 75% of all the players come from the under-18s competition that, that is in Victoria. Mm. So those kids don't have to move away from home. So when you are negotiating to... to keep them at your footy club, it's so much easier than if the Gold Coast Suns take all their players from the Melbourne under-18s competition. They go play for Gold Coast and then they get lured back to play for Collingwood or Melbourne or Geelong or those or Carlton, those big Victorian teams. So having some local grown talent just evens up a lot of the sort of inequity that some of the interstate teams face. Can I give you a bit of a role play? Yes, please. So this is all of the Victorian clubs uh, having a look at the Gold Coast Suns draft bounty. And they have just woken up this morning and gone, Oh, unbelievable. And they've said, this is unbelievable. AFL, the Gold Coast Suns have taken all of these draft picks. Right in front of me. Right in front of me. So they're waking up in the morning because they have minimal draft picks, which means minimal future, and they're thinking... darkness, my old friend. And they thought they would get a mentor in to really consult with them and give them some advice. And they said, hey, Malcolm Blight, premiership coach, what do you think about how we're reacting here in Victoria? And he said... Suki, suki, la, la. Then the AFL said... There you go. Um, Like I said, I don't hear Collingwood... 
whinging too much because they've got the two Dacos brothers. The Western Bulldogs, I'm sure they're not complaining because they got another Jordan. I Croft. need. I deserve more credit for that. By the way, you just you just brushed it I, aside. I didn't. It was excellent, but I can just hear all our our listeners in their cars and at home, sort of chuckling away at that and saying, "How good was that?" Really well done, Jared. But I was making a point. We're a sports show. Oh. I was making a sporting point. You are really I'm not a sound effects show, mate. Oh, really? You make sound effects. You're going <laughs> <laughs> breakfast power boy Kubota. For every forty years we've been making tomorrow matter shaping and building Australia together. We are a fractured duo at the moment, so we're going to straighten up a bit next with Captain's Call.